this is Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harwell. This is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours. And I'm joined today by the one, the only, Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you? I'm doing okay, Sean. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Here we are, middle of November. Can you believe it? Man, Sean, I never thought we'd be here, and now here we are. I know. It's like I can feel, just feel the turkey slapping me in the face, getting ready, getting prepped, yeah. you know? Is that usually what happens? Yeah, uh, you have to fight it a little bit, and then okay. uh, you get pumped up. It's like, you know, you're going to battle on Thanksgiving Day. This is not, it's not casual. It's battle. No, you're right. You're right. Which sure. is convenient because, once again, we're going to continue our discussion of martial arts films, the best, most beautiful battle you could watch, right? It really is. I mean, you don't want to watch the, the, the amateur arts. No one watches amateur no. arts. Martial arts. Martial arts, yeah. yeah. Forget it. Right. Uh, Craig, you want to tell people where they can check us out online and do some uh, fighting with their fingers to, to send us comments? I will, Sean. I will do just that. Excellent. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have to battle too hard to uh, find neverheardpodcast.com. Should come right up. So you go to Never Heard Podcast, and you'll find all of our podcasts there. You'll find write-ups on our longer podcasts, and you'll also you'll find, uh, we, again, we have bios, right? You can find every episode we have ever done, and you can find links to our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram, which are all three places where you can get in touch with us. Mm. You can write to us and say, hey, guys, all these movies you're working on, that's they're nice, but this is the one you need to check out, and you can, like, suggest movies to us and uh and you know if you need to stay anonymous maybe you're on the run from the law we're not getting involved with that we just want to do the movie that you want to hear about yeah um don't tell us more probably, than we need to know yeah we don't exactly we're not lawyers we don't we don't yeah we don't get into that whole side of you know the underworld mm. but, but i will kill a snitch so oh well yeah i mean that's you have to <laughs> um but that aside uh, as you're running, keep in mind that you can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher and on Spotify. Yeah, you're going to want something to listen to while you're yeah. on the run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're out in the woods and you kind of have like a little campsite set up, don't, first of all, don't set a fire at night. That's how they find you. Yeah. But second, uh, maybe leave a review and, and definitely subscribe because with all the running, you don't want to have to remember that we come out like every Wednesday. Um, but we do come out every Wednesday. Yeah. So, you know, just you, you can keep up and then watch the movies with us. It'll be cool. Uh, right, Sean? I think that's, that's that pretty much covers it. It's pretty sound logic, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, you're probably going to want to carry like an extension cord so you can charge your phone and stuff or your pod, whatever, however you listen to your podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Don't forget that. Off of somebody else's house or wherever right. you're all, you know, camping at night and, you know, you or, might have to break in and watch their Netflix, borrow their Amazon Prime. Right. I was going to say, if you've already broken the law, stealing somebody's phone isn't really going to be that big a deal. Yeah, just stay safe. That's what we're saying here. You know yeah. what I think I might do? You mentioned the bios. I, I think I'm going to change mine. Sometime, I'll say this, before the end of the year, I'm going to change it and I'm going to do like the... Uh, There'll be like three true things and one oh. false thing. And then we'll, we'll make a game out of it. See if somebody oh, can like nice. find the false falsity in my that's bio. That's a great idea. Right? It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like playing Clue or something. Clue. Let's clue people in 
to the movie we're going to talk about today, Craig. Nice. And we okay. got to, you know, I mean, we got to start with this title, and I'm going to just completely own the fact that as soon as I saw the title, I was like, oh, I think I know which movie we're doing. Because, mm-hmm. And that, that title is Dirty Ho. Dirty yes, Ho. there's a movie from 1976 called Dirty Ho. Dirty Ho. Dirty Ho. And uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do with prostitutes, but I don't quite know. And yeah. uh, I mean, we can't just assume that either, because I, I need to tell the fun story that we used a landscaper several times here in Asheville, North Carolina, that the name of their company was The Dirty Ho, uh, oh. H-O-E. So, H-O-E. You know, well, that's, yeah, they probably knew what they were doing. A lot of different connotations that she can play on. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Let's keep an open mind about this. And I'm very excited to see this one because it's got the word comedy in the IMDb description of where this fits genre-wise. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know of a lot of martial arts comedies from the 70s. So it'll be interesting to see that and see what's presented to us. Um, yeah. I'll do a synopsis real quick, and or a logline, and uh, then you can tell us about who made this thing. Gladly. A prince enlists a thief to serve as his bodyguard to protect him from assassins. Sounds pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. That, that sounds pretty good. Awesome. All right. So tell us who did this thing, Craigie. I, I will. Uh, <laughs> Dirty Ho, Dirty 1976. Although in some places I saw it listed as 1979. I got a little more info on that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, maybe it was a movie that is four years long, three years long. Who knows? <laughs> but Dirty Ho was directed. Again, disclaimer. These are names. I can't pronounce anything. It's my fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Directed by Chia Liang Lu, who directed Drunken Master 2 and Cat vs. Rat. Just continuing to build our animal uh, yeah. franchise here. I mean, from it's last, just amazing. From a couple weeks ago, yeah. I mean, Cat it's, vs. Uh, rat. Nice. It's so good. And, and there will be more. Okay, great. Prepare thyself. Uh, written by Quang Ni who wrote The 36th Chamber of Shaolin, mm-hmm. which I think is a famous kung fu movie. Well, It it's, sounds... The, the chambers of Shaolin are very, in, in my limited knowledge, are a big deal. Yeah, and a lot and, of that is due, I think, to the Wu-Tang Clan. Because maybe I'll have a lot to do with stuff, the Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. Uh, have Sword Will Travel and Demon of the Loot. Demon of the Loot, okay. Yeah. Is an L O O T, L U T E. Interesting. Okay. Yes, it's a it's a it's a it's a, a musical movie. Mm-hmm. In the in the states, it was called Crossroads, starring Ralph Macchio. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> produced by <laughs> Chia C. Huang, who uh, also produced Mad Monkey Kung Fu. There you go. Terrific. Mad Monkey. Yep. Uh, and also 36th Chamber of Shaolin. And uh, also produced by Run Run Shaw. Yeah. Who had a hand in both Five Fingers of Death and Blade Runner. Mm. Right? Music by Eddie Wang. Eddie. He also did the music for The Proud Twins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Coward Bastard. Ooh. Another great title. And Bloody Parrot. Good Lord. 
I there you love go. It. It's just a running. We've got list. a it's Noah's fantastic. Ark of these things. <laughs> sure do. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, our DP is Chi Chun Ao. Hmm. Chi Chun Ao. I'm betting. Sound like you got hurt there for a second. Well, believe me, it's it's hurting someone's feelings yeah. somewhere. Uh, 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 Chi also shot, or I guess I should say the whole name because I'm not sure which name you refer to the person by. I know some places it's like the last name is like the first name and the first name is the last name. Depending on how It doesn't matter. This gentleman shot Fists of the White Lotus. Good one. And also a movie called Pom Pom and Hot Hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I don't it's, really have anything it's else so, to say. It's so, I love it. Yeah. Pom Pom and uh, Hot Hot. And then uh, an, we, have, we have two DPs on this. The second, Arthur Wong, who shot uh, Once Upon a Time in China. Uh, bodyguards and assassins hmm. and the movie ultraviolet do you remember ultraviolet i do wasn't it like a mila jovovich movie yes it's sort of famous for having terrible cgi oh is it okay i never saw it but yeah yeah but uh but hmm. an interesting uh an interesting take nonetheless i'm sure it's probably not arthur's fault it seems like they just i don't know yeah they were trying to do something they they couldn't yet do uh, edited by Sing Sing Lung Chiang, who uh, also edited the Avenging Eagle. Hey, write them down. Yep. Uh, a, a movie called Look Out, Officer. <laughs> I love that. And is that the sequel How... to Doberman Cop? <laughs> I, I think it was. Yes. Or yep. maybe it was the first one, and okay. then he became a Doberman Cop because of what he was supposed to look out for. Gotcha. And then here's a movie, the wording of which just tickled me. How to pick girls up. You'd think it's how to pick up girls. Yeah, you'd think so, yeah. This movie's about literally picking human beings up off the ground. God, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also edited by Yen Hai Li, who edited Cat vs. Rat, which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. The Kiss of Death, and a movie called Little Sister-in-Law. Oh. Yeah. Now, but this brings us to our cast. The first... Actor up is Yu Wong, uh, sometimes credited as Wong Yu. Yeah. So I'm not sure which is exactly the right one to go with there. And uh, Yu uh, or Wong was uh, also in such movies as Once Upon a Time in China. Sure. Godfather's Daughter's Mafia Blues. Wow. Right. And Spiritual Boxer. Uh, Chia Chia Hui Lu, uh, who appeared in the Kill Bills, a movie called Anaconda Frightened. Is that interesting? That's not part of like the Anaconda Ice Cube series. It Jay did Lee? not seem to be. Okay. It did not seem to I be. Mean, probably. Although that not. is a formidable series of movies. And can go in our in our animal pile. Yeah, and a movie called Five Masters of Death, and this brings this brings to mind uh, something I've been thinking about, where like. Uh, for a long time, Italian movies, uh, the what, what is what are they called? Giallo movies, yeah. I think, um, have the most magnificent horror movie names. I love them. Yeah, Death of the Twitch, uh, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and stuff like that. Love those, love those titles. And these, it's like it's like kung fu movies have some of the best kung fu title. Like they just oh, you can't sure. beat yeah. them. Five Masters of Death. I mean, it's just I love it. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, we have Lee Lo, 
who uh, was in Glass Tears. Very nice. Ooh, that's a good one. And and Angel Terminators 2. Angel Terminators? That's so tough. I feel like I've heard of that for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. Angel Terminators. Yeah, I'm going to have to familiar. investigate okay. that. Yeah, sounds so good. Uh, we got Lung Wai Wang, uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, what a great title. Long was in that. Uh, one called Sexy and Dangerous. It's my high school nickname. And then Murders <laughs> Murders Made to Order. Murders Made to Order. Yeah. God, so good. We've got Who, Who, maybe Hugh, Hsiao. <laughs> God, I'm terrible. It could be How. Sa- how yes could be how sayo i'm yeah. sorry I'm, 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 I'm gonna go for it i'm not sure but... who was in iron monkey which was a movie i'm slightly familiar with uh-huh. uh a, a movie called mr vampire 2 oh uh may have also been in mr vampire 1 but i was kind of going for the ones that had uh Numbers. sequel titles i just thought they were better and then a movie called yes madam hmm. uh which i think maybe that actually may have been in the in the series with lookout cop lookout officer Yes, Look out, madam. officer. Yeah. Yes, madam. Huh. Uh, and then uh, finally, I have Wilson Tong, who uh, you might have seen in A Fiery Family, Cat vs. Rat, yeah. and Two Jolly Cops. How does he have uh, the first name Wilson? How did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I, that's, I, I'm wondering, was that sort of Americanized for some reason? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking on his page. Like, his alternate names, there's about... 19 of them and i'm not even yeah. exaggerating so yeah <laughs> yeah uh well that's uh well I, I had a jolly time uh sharing that with <laughs> you, you sure did. sean so uh please let let me know uh what you know well and the actor uh chaya Huai lu who you mentioned was in kill bill and i think he was like the white-haired guy and killed bill the you know that was a lot of fun he also goes by Gordon Lou, so I'm going to stick with that uh, when I yeah. mention him a little bit here. But yeah, once again, not a ton about the actual making of this movie, but GrindhouseDatabase.com, really interesting website I came across when looking at these. Uh, they had a nice little just summary of the era a little bit, right, as far as it pertains to America. Uh, and so I'm just going to read some of this here. It says, In the 1970s and 80s, martial arts movies became a massive sensation for moviegoers. If you lived in New York City, the Deuce on 42nd Street was the mecca for viewing these exciting, exotic, action-packed films. Asian actors, stars such as Jimmy Wong Yu, Bruce Lee, Lo Lee, Angela Mao, Sonny Chiba, Sushiomi, Gordon Liu, Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, and others suddenly became the new heroes for audiences both young and old. The cultural impact of kung fu films clearly filled a gap and provided a positive outlet for many minorities as well. Coming from violent urban backgrounds, these kinds of movies gave kids of all colors and creeds the inspiration to stay strong in mind, body, and spirit. They also helped inspire the openings of martial arts schools worldwide. Yes, kung fu films were a true phenomenon, the likes of which we have rarely seen in pop culture. And... You know, damn it, I think they're probably right about that. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tough. You know, maybe superhero films will be looked at in the same way as far as like a, just, you know, a genre taking over. Um, 
like that. But it is interesting that most of this was imported to America um, yeah. versus being homegrown. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I'm hard pressed to think of something, another genre that was almost exclusively imported into America uh, that was this popular. So it's interesting. This website also has Dirty Ho on their list of 20, quote, dirty bastards and master killers list. And told us that prior to making this film, director uh, Luang uh, was mostly known for serious ethical martial, martial arts films, such as The 36th Chamber of Shaolin and Challenge of the Masters. Uh, but it said he had a little success with uh, a movie that was sometimes comical called Spiritual Boxer, which I, I think maybe you mentioned, and that Lao wanted to start having some fun after that. So uh, he created this movie... And it turns out that, that Gordon Liu, who is the co-star in this, is actually related to him. They're, they're family members. And so uh, in this, he said that he ditched the, the sort of Shaolin monk character that, that Kung Fu fans were accustomed to seeing uh, Gordon, Liu out, uh, Gordon Liu in. And instead, like he, he's more of a, a dapper character, complete with a fancy little mustache to go along with some affection for the ladies. So... Uh, but he's not the dirty hoe in this movie. That is a, no. a different character um, whose name, I'm not going to say that actor's name again, but we, we know he plays a character named Ho. Um, so this was, I also noted that this movie um, had kind of a new, more acrobatic style of martial arts films and uh, choreography, the fight choreography. So we can look for that. I think they even referenced the sort of style that was used in Crouching Tiger as like one that you could look at as seeing like a precursor to that and like using wires more. Um, I found a site called HeroicCinema.com who added, quote, all of the action sequences are intricately designed and beautifully timed, particularly the ones with Gordon Liu. For much of the film, he's hiding his talents or using another person as a prop, and it's hard not to pause the film every few minutes to work out how a particular series of moves was done. That's always interesting to me. Yeah. Especially in this era. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like the producers of this movie and through the company are the Shaw Brothers. And that's, I've heard of the Shaw Brothers. And I really thought of them more as like, okay, yeah, these are just producers or filmmakers. I wasn't sure if they were directors or not. Uh, but in fact, it it's, was mostly a, a production company. And they were the largest film production company in Hong Kong for a very long time. They have a list of over 1,000 films that they produced and helped popularize this entire kung fu genre. Um, they switched in 1987 excuse me, and produced TV exclusively up until 2009. And then I saw, I think the company was restructured a bit in 2011, and maybe there was another buyer that came in. I don't know that they're still active under that banner today. But uh, they were noted as historically kind of using the Hollywood model of signing actors to exclusive multi-film contracts, which may also play a part in how they could turn out, say, you know, three movies in a year with one actor or continue storylines um, the way some of these films were done, kind of we talked about with Street Fighter. Um, they began this company in 1925, which is crazy to me, right? Mm -hmm. And the main brothers, you mentioned one of them, but they all have variations of uh, the root word run in their name. And so there's Runjay, uh, and I'm probably mispronouncing these, but that's R-U-N-J-E. There's Runmay, R-U-N-M-E, 
Runde, R-U-N-D, and then, yeah, the fourth one, which was the youngest at the time, was my favorite, which was Run Run, which you mentioned. All um, right. It would be amazing if the middle name was DMC in, in one of these, just for the shits and giggles, <laughs> but probably not. They kind of missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia has an entire page that lists the titles that the Shaw Brothers have made under the production company, and it's amazing. Like, you should just go look at that. Uh, I, I pulled a couple that I liked here, so... You know, along with uh, the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, there's some other ones such as Romantic Scholar, Cobra mm. Girl, Sentimental Swordsman, and Chinatown Kid. And those were all just from one year. That was all from 1977. So, like, every single year is just full of these great, great titles. Yeah. Um, but Dirty Ho, I think, stood out in this era, and we'll find out when we watch it, obviously, a little bit more, but it, it's apparently not a revenge film and so or the plot doesn't hinge upon that so it's a little bit different from what i guess the shaw brothers were noted for in this era so we can look at how they do that and this movie yeah what i read was it was released uh in hong kong on august 4th 1979 but didn't show up in the u.s until october 30th 1981 imdb has 1976 in parenthesis, so I don't know where that's coming from exactly. Uh, even on their page, as far as release dates, that doesn't show up. But uh, in Spain, this movie was known as Ho El Sucio, or Ho the Dirty, which even just flipping that around is kind of fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, no clue what this did at the box office. 1981, I don't know that we've talked about this year, Craig, so I'm going to talk about it. And if we did, sorry, but it's a good one, right? Right on. Uh, you know the number one movie that year? Uh, Rocky. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh, on Golden Pond, Superman 2, Arthur, Stripes, Cannonball Run, Chariots of Fire, For Your Eyes Only, The Four Seasons, and Time Bandits round out your top ten. Interesting. Are you ready for some, you ready to be hit hard with some 1981 jams? Absolutely. Okay, just listen to this list. Uh, an American Werewolf in London, Blowout, Body Heat, Das Boot, Bustin' Loose, Clash of the Titans, Cutter's Way, Decline of the Western Civilization, Dragon Slayer, Escape from New York, The Evil Dead, Excalibur, French Lieutenant's Woman, Friday the 13th Part 2, Gallipoli, The Great Muppet Caper, Halloween 2, Heart Beeps, Heavy Metal, History of the World Part 1, The Howling, The Road Warrior, Modern Romance, My Dinner with Andre, Nighthawks, Omen 3, Polyester, Possession, Postman Always Rings Twice, Quest for Fire, we did that one before, but we didn't talk about the year a lot, mm -hmm. Reds, Roar, which is a movie I'm still dying to see about lions, Saturday the 14th, Scanners, Shaolin and Wu-Tang, Southern Comfort, Taps, Thief, Tuck Everlasting, Vernon, Florida, and Zorro the Gay Blade. Good year, good year. I mean, there's yeah, there's like 10 movies in there that I haven't seen. Yeah, there's a bunch I haven't seen, but I feel like their legacy lives long. One of those is oh, uh, Reds. I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched Reds. Oh, you should. Yeah, uh, you would dig that movie. Okay, yeah, I need to you check it like out. It. Uh, Warren Beatty won Best Director that year for that movie. Chariots of Fire, yeah. of course, uh, won Best Picture. Uh, Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn. Uh, best actors. Amazing. That yeah, was really good. Know, I, I, I just, thought I was talking to her. Really, it's one of the things I can do. Uh, one for uh, On Golden Pond. Uh, John Gilgood won supporting for Arthur. 
Maureen Stapleton, supporting actress for Reds, and Mephisto was a best foreign language film. Dirty Ho didn't win any awards that I could tell, except for best movie called Dirty Ho, which I don't even know if that's true. I don't. There's probably some yeah, other, but be. we'll find out. I don't know. I got a good feeling that it might be the best Dirty Ho. Sure. Uh, hey, K- uh, Craigie. I'm going to okay, try that yes. again. Hey, Craig. Yeah. Yes. Guess who was born on October 30th, 1981? Uh, you, who? One Ivanka Trump. Uh. The f- <laughs> first daughter. <laughs> uh, fun fact from Halloween Day, 1981. So the day after this movie came out in America, October yes. 31st, 1981. A guy, I don't even write his name down, probably doesn't matter, dug through the walls of Mount Pisgah in Jordan without permission, claiming that he and a team had found the Ark of the Covenant. They did oh. not bring the artifact out, but instead brought photos, which were later determined to have materials such as nails and other metals that were of a much more recent origin. But uh, what are the odds that in the same year that Raiders of the Lost Ark is at number one in the box office that that would happen, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Life imitates art or vice versa. I can't, I can't tell. I just can't and tell. Who knows? Who knows? Craig, that's all I have about this movie. I was hoping to find more, but I didn't. But, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about next week when we actually watch this thing. And I hope people will come join us this again it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's an hour and 43 minutes. So I don't know what else you could possibly do uh, in an hour and 43 minutes that would be as valuable as watching Dirty Ho. I fully agree. Any Sean. last words, Craig? And then we'll see people next week. <sighs> All right, bye. Bye.